weather there is always fair. There's sunshine day and night. No cold, no rain will fall there. For the sun shines ever bright. And I'll need no heavy garment. I'll just wrap my robe around. When I receive my mansion, my robe, in my crown. Is that all right? If I like that song, I'm just telling you. Can't wait to hear God say, well done, my good and faithful servant. Want to let you know that it's good back to be back in the house of the Lord again one more time. And that was a rough week. I've been had to flu all week. And it was, it was rough. But God is a good God. And he just keep on blessing every single day. Truly, we thank God for just all of you being here on today to worship God. And I know there's a lot of cooking to be done because family is all over the place. But I want to let you know that always take time out of your schedule to give God what's his. That's his praise, his glory, his honor, and all those things that belong to him. One that's just remind you, next Sunday morning, please don't forget, the 8 and 11 o'clock services will be combined services. So we will come for one service at, a, at, come at 9.45 for Bible school and one service at 11 o'clock. And then after that, go home all day long and come back that evening. And let's bring in the New Year's together. If there's ever been a time we need to be praying out the old and praying in the new, it's the time we live in now. For we realize that we need God all the time, every time, because he is our God. We're so thankful that on last week, we, I was away I down in, uh, I preached at 8 o'clock and had gone down to see the children down in Virginia Beach. And we had a baptism at 11 o'clock. Brother Bill preached a good, great sermon. And Brother Frazier was over 13 preaching a great sermon. And some folk getting in the water. And we had here Sister Alexis Hawkins that obeyed the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. Is that all right? Now, which, uh, we're going to give her, she couldn't be here this morning, we're going to give her her baptismal certificate on next week and call her name out while she's sitting in front of us to let her know that we are so thankful that she chose to obey the gospel of Jesus Christ. I want to let you know that this morning at uh, 9.45, we didn't have Bible school. We had a state of the education department meeting, and it was a great meeting. And a lot of folks that were there, Brother DeShield conducted the meeting, him and I, and we had a good time just building up the education department. Um, and um, we realized that was for the 8 o'clock group in that 11 o'clock, that, that, that between service group. We're going to have to have another meeting for you who come at 11 o'clock right after service today so we can update you on what we talked about in that meeting, how we're planning on changing the state of the education department to make sure that it's carrying out God's will and God's way. Believe it or not, from an education department standpoint, the education or Sunday school should look like the worship service because it is God's command that we learn his word, that there'll be teachers that teach his word, and that, that, and that his children have an opportunity to, add, to get their questions asked about 
things they're going through in their life or get their questions asked about things they're going through that relates to God's word and or to understand what time we're in as it relates to God's timetable and what's happening in the world right now. God has something to say about where we at. And if I were you, I want to know where are we? To make it quick, we're in trouble. Lord, let you know. But you need to come and ask some questions so you can make sure you're ready to do those things. And that happens in Bible school. Bible school should never have, when you got this many people in the AM, it should never have 10 people in Bible school. So we got to change that because that's God's will. Is that all right? When everybody come out to Bible school at 8 o'clock, serve the same thing. We got to uh, get everybody. We got uh, 70 to 80 there. We can't have four or five from that group. Got to have everybody out because that is the will of God. God says in order to win this battle that you are fighting today, you got to be educated about his will, educated about his way so you can be able to measure the magnitude of stuff that's happening so you can know whether is this a big thing compared to God's word or is this a little thing? Compared to God's word. Or is it somewhere in the middle? Compared to God's world. Is it okay that the the children smack mama? Where does that compare in God's word? Is that a little thing? Or is that a big thing? Where do we stand as far as the government saying that it's all right for two men to shack up? Where does that relate to God? Is that a big thing? Is that a little thing? Where does it relate to uh, how you need to conduct yourself uh, when you go out among the population? Can, can I shake it if I got it? Is that a big thing? Or is that a little thing? You need to come to Bible class so you can know why, how your life is lining up between God's life. But you don't know that because you don't come to Bible class. So what we wind up doing is calling Little things, big things, and calling big things little things and getting all messed up and thinking that the world is okay when we're in some trouble. That's why you got to come to Bible class. Don't forget, we got to support the kingdom of God down here. And we're going to capital campaign. I'm announcing every week. We need every family, if you can, if a single, a, a one, a one, one adult in the household, if God can bless you to give 1000 to the church, if your family, 2000 to the church, that we might continue to keep on the mission of God. Everybody else is, 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 is getting in resources so they can go do their stuff. Amen. Well, we got to get in resources so we can fight against some of this stuff they're doing. So we can stand up for the cause of Jesus Christ and so we can fight back. Political campaigns, when some guy running for office, he got to pull in $50 million to run for this office just to get in there and do nothing. We got to have the resources because the stuff the church does, if it's a thus said the Lord, means everything. Oh, y'all don't hear me. <laughs> One step for Jesus is better than a hundred steps for the devil. That's just how this thing works. Because God, me and Brother Keaton was talking back in the office. He said, man, I'm just standing with Jesus. <laughs> That's exactly where I'm standing right there. See, see, when you live long enough to know what it was and what it is, you think 
Older folk are shaking because they got nervous problems. No, they nervous. <laughs> because of where we are in this world. Want to let you know that God has always taught his children, whether it was the saints back in old, the children of Israel, or whether it was Christians of today, he has always said that a choice has to be made. There's going to be different seasons in all of our lives where we're going to be standing at the crossroads. I'm just letting y'all know that life evolves. What you did back at 20 years old is going to be different at 35. Because life evolves. What you did at 35 is going to be different at 50. Because life evolves. And what you do at 50 is different than what you're going to do at 65 and 70. Because life evolves, it changes. In many points in life, you got to learn to identify when you're at your crossroads. Life will have several crossroads for you. And a crossroads, all crossroads have significant impacts on your life. That's why you got to know God's word so you can choose the right road. Go to Matthew chapter 7 before we hit Deuteronomy. In Matthew chapter 7, the Lord Jesus Christ, he said it like, like this, 7 and, and, and 13. The Bible said here, Jesus says, enter ye in at the straight gate. For wide is the gate and broad in the way that leadeth to destruction. Hold it right there. So that's two, that's two roads. One road he called the straight road, yeah. uh -huh. the straight gate. He said, go in there. The road is narrow. Yeah. It has a lot of boundaries. Right. Uh -huh. It's kind of scary because it's little, That's right. but it's the right one. Right. Yeah. He said, now, but watch out for the broad road. Yeah. Now, the broad road looks like Vegas. Yeah. Uh -huh. Lights flashing all over the place. Yeah. Everything looked good. Things are shining and twinkling and, and look like gold is glittering and silver is brighter in Vegas. And, 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 and everything goes in Vegas. And you, you ain't got no, hey, no restrictions in Vegas. That, that's the broad road. God said, don't go there. I know it's a crossroads. And I know you got to choose one. One leads to life. But it, it's an ugly road. It's a tough road. That word straight means narrow. It's rugged. It ain't as smooth. It's hilly. And it's rocky. But it's the right road. It don't look like the right road. And unless you know your Bible, you may not be able to identify it. Because it doesn't come with a lot of glitter and bang. Power. We want, we want power. Boom. Bang. The straight road don't give you that. Now the broad road. It's got all the boom, boom, pow you want. Yeah, that's, that's just how it induces you and entices you to come in. That's right. that's but God it. is telling these individuals here, he said, you watch out for that road. Yeah. He said here, 13 again, enter ye in the straight gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth where? To destruction. How many going there? And many there be that go in there. Because we like it. That's big pile. Yeah. 
It's happening. It's doing something. So everybody want it. But because you don't study your Bible and don't know your Bible the way you're supposed to know your Bible, you're picking the wrong one and don't even know it. And let me tell you about the narrow, rocky road. You got to be careful going through it. But it's going to get you to glory. But you got to be careful. And, and guess what? And God, and God had paved the road. And guess who else went on that road? The king. Back in the old time, they called the king's highway. He went on that road. See, here, you can, that road, it might, be, it might be tight, but it's right. It's the right road. You got to go hit that road. See, there's broad roads. Let me tell you about that road. That road is deceiving because the first 10 miles are set up to lure you in. Everything looks like it's good on that road. You be walking, the preacher ain't know what he talking about. That's good stuff right here. He must have read. The Bible had that wrong. I ain't know the Bible had wrong. The Bible had this one wrong. This is right. It's, it's right. See, what you don't realize is it's, 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 it's just over the horizon. So you can't see over the horizon. Because if you saw over the horizon, you back up and go the other way. But because you can't see over the horizon, it just like any horizon, it appears to be okay. But the devil tricks you because what he knows is, is that every, I'm going to say block you take, is a block he rearranges after you pass. Every block you take, he changes stuff behind you. Every, and the further you get into that broad road, the more lost you become. Because he changes stuff up. Look at, look at your own life. Look at, look at my life. The further, listen, when you're wrong, confess you're wrong and back up quick. Don't keep saying I'm right. I'm right. Because the further you get in, the harder it is to back out. So you got, you got to just get in your Bible and see what God has to say and do what God says. See, because at that time, you still can back out. You're at a crossroads. And God is watching from above. So Jesus said in verse 14, he said, because straight is the gate and narrow is the way that leadeth unto life. Not too many. The word he uses, few. There be that. Why? Anybody have to ask that question? Well, why? Why will few choose? This road. Because it ain't pretty. It ain't good looking. See, God, listen. See, if you, how many of you, when you think about Jesus 10 years on earth, how many of you would say he had just a smooth road? He, it's just all smooth and nice. And, you know, no, no. Them three years, he went through something. Rejection and hey, in fact, when he first started his ministry in Luke chapter four, the first day when he went to his own people, they wanted to kill him. He went there, read from the Bible, read from the text, and when he got finished, they said, "Who do you think you are?" Tried to take him over to the cliff and throw him off the cliff, but it wasn't his time. 
I'm just showing you from the beginning it was rough. But guess what? That narrow road is rough like that. You can't go everywhere if you're on the narrow road. You can't say everything on the narrow road. You can't do everything on the narrow road. It's boundaries, it's borders, it's rules, it's regulation to keep you and I safe. Safe from what, preacher? From the snare, the trap of the devil. Because he can get some of us. Listen, listen. Oh, my goodness. It says, and few there'll be that find it. Go to Deuteronomy 30. I'm talking about at the crossroads. At the crossroads, God is begging his saints of old. He's begging them. I'm taking you from one place to the promised land that I promised you. But all I ask you to do is follow my rules. I better read it. I better read it. I better read it. 15. He says, see. I set before you this day life and good and death and evil. Crossroads. Crossroads. They got to learn to identify God's voice and follow it. We got to learn to identify God's voice and follow it. Are you telling me? That you don't have enough time in your day to add one more hour on the Lord's day for the teaching of yourself about the crossroads of your life. You don't have one more. You that busy that you can't come and be taught and ask questions and get questions answered. And, and when you come and we ain't talking about what's affecting you and you get bored, then you don't want to come back no more. We've been on this verse for two months. But guess what? If your life haven't changed to adapt to that verse, then you need to be on that verse for two months until you adapt your life to that verse. Now, and if you say, but I have adapted my life to that verse, then are you okay? Stand. Everybody in the class don't move like you. Everybody ain't got that quick, smart mind you got. That high energy that always think, 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 mind. Some of us slow. Some of us, we got to digest it because that verse is talking to us personally. That verse is talking to us sincerely. That verse is meaning. That verse is saying, if a man don't work, neither shall he eat. I got to digest that. Because I don't want to work. But that said, if I don't work, then I shouldn't eat. I like to eat. I don't like to work. And then they say, if a man don't, is that a man or is that anybody? That's how he picked an on agenda here. And then they say, work. If a man don't, what does that work mean? Somebody exegete that word for me. What kind of label are we talking about here? That word don't, is that the right word don't? If a man don't work, neither shall he eat. That neither, is that a crossroad neither? 
or that a neither that's connect with don't eat. But you got to come to class to understand when you're at the crossroads. Because some of you can get mad, get bored, and you're just going to walk out and try to take life on your own. And you're going to pick that broad road. And you're going to go in there and say, I'm going. I don't care. I'm tired. I'm going. It looks bright. My life, my life all messed up. It looked bright. I'm going. I'm going. I'm going. I'm going. And before it's too late. Oh, my. Before it's too late, you caught. I better make an illustration. I wish I could go back. I don't know about y'all. I wish I can go back and redo my education. Especially in that, in junior high and high school. I ain't get it. I ain't understand it. I thought you just sleep in class, play football, and do spitballs. I ain't understand that this is going to have impacts up here. So you play because you don't know. You playing around. You get to that. You get into the high school. I thought high school was where the good-looking girls hung out at. So I'm going to high school, and I'm more concerned with dress, bopping hairstyle, got my stuff on. Teacher comes out and say, Kevin, you belong in this class. Okay, I'm coming. I'm, I'm coming. Look, I'm coming. And if anybody in the hallway, I'm like, chill out, chill, 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 chill. The chair gonna be there when I get there. Yeah. Chill. Had no idea. And I thought, listen, wait a minute. And I thought, I know better now. I thought the good teachers were the ones that let you sleep in class. I love them to go in there. Teacher say, oh, you go in the back. You go, you go in the back to your regular seat. You get back there, it's like, well, I'm about to take a nap. She goes, do your thing, do your thing. Yeah. I thought that was good. Yeah. I got to the 11th grade. See, we're edu more educated now. I thought a counselor in high school was for children in trouble. I didn't know they helped you plan your life. I didn't know they helped you pick your college, pick your profession, pick your vocation, pick your career, make sure you take the right classes at the right time. I didn't know that. Right, right. You know that I ain't that thing. I know that. Then all of a sudden, boom, you out of school. You're standing there. You realize, and dad looking at you like you, 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 you out of school and you out of here. Now what you gonna do? You done slept your high school years away, you done play games, you done cut class and hook school and all that stuff. Then later on realizes, I messed up. I'm in trouble. And wait a minute, in the first job you get, guess who your boss? That nerd you picked on. All high school. Hi, Kevin. Welcome. You got the dishes today. I'm like, I'm like, Ernie? That will be Mr. Ernie to you. 
you don't, you don't know. You don't know. So now we're adults. And now it's a more serious thing. Because now we're dealing with salvation versus damnation. Now we're dealing with raising our families in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Now we're dealing with loving our husband and loving our wife and loving ourselves. Now we're dealing with health issues and financial issues and, and heartbreak issues. Not getting along with mom or not getting along with cousin or feeling rejected or feeling abandoned or feeling You got real issues now. He had a crossroad. Israel come out of Egypt. They were terrible in the wilderness. But God took that next generation. He loved them. And look what he said to them. He said here in verse 16. In that I command thee this day. I love this. He said, Israel, here's what I want from you. And I believe he's saying the same thing to saints today. Claiborne would have said. Uh-huh. Hold it. First of all, he said, love me. Let's stop right there. He said, love me. That word, love me, speaks about unconditionally. Don't just love me when I give you a bonus. Don't just love me when the car is running right. I want you to love me when it breaks down. I want you, don't just love me when your health is good. Okay. I want you to trust me when the doctor see the spot on the x-ray. I want you to love me. Right. I want you to know that I got Israel, know that I brought you out of Egypt, I took you through this wilderness, I can do anything. Trust me and love me. Right. Church, love God, and if you love God, whatever God wants, you do it. Claiborne, what it say? To keep his commandments and his statutes uh -huh. and his judgments, uh -huh. that thou mayest live and multiply. Uh -huh. And the Lord thy God shall bless thee in the land whether thou goeth to possess it. Hold it. Because some of y'all doubt that word right there. Some of y'all heard that. I read that. I don't know about that. Listen. See, you got to understand, God isn't primarily concerned about your stuff. Your material stuff. Okay. Stop measuring whether or not God loves you and God cares about you based upon what you got yeah. and how things going in your life. Okay. Don't measure God's love like that. Because be honest. Be honest. I told you, as you can walk down that, that road that leads to destruction, and you keep telling yourself lies, you'll get farther in junk. Be honest and say, Lord, a lot of this mess in my life, I got some blame in it too. That's it. Amen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm wrong. I done wrong. I am wrong. That's right. Amen. You got to confess that thing, yeah. so so you can love God. So you can see. Well, listen, I'm telling you, the best thing that I thank God that He has blessed me and mine with, and that is, is that the ability to love Him. And trust him even when things go bad. Amen. I thank him to having an upbeat attitude. Mm -hmm. Even when things go wrong. I know I, I, I get depressed like everybody else, but I just choose not to walk in it. Because to walk in it, to me, would doubt that God can bring me out of it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
So I'm going to love them. I'm going to trust them. And I, somebody said, where you get that from? I got it from the Bible. I got it from Job. Okay. When he lost everything. You know his words were? It, if he slay me, yet will I trust him. Job basically said, this is his show. We got to realize your life, this is God's show. Oh, oh, y'all ain't got it. Pay more, read, read, read. But if thine heart turn away. Hold on, hold right there. So God said, love me, follow my commandments, follow my judgments, follow my statutes. He said, but, he said, listen, everybody listen to this too. And I know it's hard sometimes. I know it's challenging sometimes. I know we ain't got everything we want. I know that life can be hard sometimes. But God, you plus God equals everything. Yes, sir. You plus stuff minus God equals nothing. We got to get that. We got we to get that. That God, if you're with me, I'm going to make this storm. I'm going to make this tribulation. I'm going to make this trial. And, and one more thing. And this year, you must, if you love God, God say he's in a soul-saving business. Amen. Amen. Stop putting all your effort in your problems and your trials right. and go out and help somebody find Jesus. Right. Amen. Amen. Oh, Lord. Amen. Oh. The best way. Me, I know how to get myself out of a rut is to go teach somebody the gospel. Y'all hear me? Uh -huh. We got January 1st is next week, next, next Monday. We got from next Monday all the way 365 days to live a life and share faith enough for one person. Amen. One. To follow me to, to Jesus. Amen. Can you do it? One, one person Amen. put a group of people on your radar and say, Lord, because I love you, Lord, my heart, all my soul, all my might, all my strength, and because I read in your word that the whole duty of man is to fear God and keep his commandment, Ecclesiastes 8. And then I read in Peter, when you say you would, that none would perish, Amen. but that all would come to repentance. Right. Use me as a vessel to serve you. Amen. Everybody in the kingdom of God all over this world have been placed in at least one of these four ministries. Let me give them to you. First ministry, everybody, everybody can share their faith with somebody. Amen. Yeah. Amen. 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 Everybody can evangelize. And here's the good thing about it. Oh, Lord, thank you. Here's the good thing about it. Good thing about it is by sharing your faith, you ain't changing nobody's heart. God is the heart changer. Right. Amen. Stop putting all that burden on yourself like I'm trying to do it, but it ain't working. You do what you do. Let God do what he do. And at the end of the year, let's see what God does. You just do your part. Share your faith. That's number one. Many of you, all of you called to that ministry. But then you got another ministry you might be have as well, or at least somebody's in this ministry. And this ministry is the ministry of when they come into the church, partner up with them and help them stay in the church. That's the discipleship ministry. Help them, talk to them, encourage them, sit by them. Send them, send them birthday cards. Bring them up, bring them, bring them just a gift for no reason. I'm thinking about you. I'm praying for you. If they ain't got a Bible, go buy them a Bible. Amen. The next one, exhortation. Seniors, you are great at that. Amen. 
greater than when we get sick. Ain't nothing like the seeing the senior ministry sitting out like 30 cards in your mailbox. It's not like the young adults getting with the older saints and sitting down talking about life. Amen. And letting the older saints say, I know what you're trying to do, but you might need to rethink that. Yeah. Would you say, I want to be married by the time I'm 20. The seniors will say, well, you know what? There's a lot of life. And, 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 and you might want to just make sure you got some things in place first. I, just need, I, wanna, I want somebody to call my own. I got that. I got that. Uh, see, the seniors can help you with that. The seniors, see, see, and, you, and, see, and seniors give off hints, whether they're verbal or nonverbal. When you're talking to them about wanting to get married, and that senior break out in the sweat, you know, you know, he's trying to warn you, like, this big. There's big stuff right there. Seniors can be edifiers. They can edify the young. You've lived that life. You've been that life. Next time you want to do something, ask an older person, should I do this? And don't ask him trying to get him to do your. Don't try to find the one that's going to say what you want. Let him edify you. And then that, 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 that last one. So evangelism. We got discipleship. We got edification. And then we have education. Everybody needs to be educated because this life is rough. I'm almost finished. I see the time. I know I started late. Listen, I don't know about you, but let me give you some some words. In these upcoming next, what's this, 27? The next 13 years, that's from 17 to 2030, you better grab hold of something. Amen. And you better hold on tight. Amen. And what I reckon, I'm grabbing on to Jesus. Yeah. I'm grabbing on to the Bible. Uh-huh. I'm grabbing on to it. And you better hold on tight. Amen. Because this is a crazy world. And if you can't tell it's crazy, you ain't been watching TV. Yeah. You ain't been listening to the news. Amen. You ain't been talking to your neighbors. Yeah. You ain't been talking to your friends. You ain't seen how crazy folk are. Folk are crazy enough to pull out a gun and go to rob you. You say you ain't got no money. And that shoots you better have having money. You search as hard as you can. I ain't got no money. Honest, I ain't got no. They just standing there. No heart. And you checking, I ain't got, I, I ain't got no money. They say, you better give me some. You know, I ain't got, I ain't got no money. No money. They say, all right, all right, all right, all right. Next time you have some money for me, I changed my mind. Pow, pow. That's the world that we live in today. And we got to be ready for that. Oh, church, oh, Lord. Church, you're at a crossroads. And you're either going to choose life or you're going to choose death. I'm going to finish these verses up real quick and we're done. Claiborne. But if thy heart turn 17, away, if your heart turn away, God say, so that thou wilt not hear, and you won't hear the Bible, but shall be drawn away. But you're drawn. I'm doing my own thing, and worship other gods, and you start worshiping other stuff. A god can be your car. Amen. A god can be your money. Yes, can. Yeah. A god, a job can be your spouse. Yeah. A job can be your career. Yeah. A god can be your God said, if you draw from me and you put that stuff first. Over me, what do you say, Claiborne? And serve them. And you serve them. I denounce unto you this I'm day. I'm going to denounce unto you this day. That you shall surely perish. That you're going to die. I denounce unto you, Israel, because they're going into the land of plenty. Mm-hmm. And it's going to have everything they need. And there's something about God giving us too much. 
I ain't get no amen. I got one amen. Because sometimes we think we can't get enough. Oh, I can't. Listen, why can't I have this, that, and this, and that, and this, and that, and this, and that? Because every, let me close my Bible. Because every, we, we, have, we have different limits that we operate best in. And everybody don't operate best in having everything. And sometimes you get out of your boundary. You are, you might be a, you might be a eighty thousand dollar household, and that's where you need to stay. But no, you want to be a hundred and eighty thousand dollar household. Well, you might not can handle one hundred eighty thousand dollars. You might think you can, but soon you get one hundred eighty thousand dollars. You know what you gonna do? You want two hundred eighty thousand dollars now. Some folk, some singles. You might be a $45,000 household and you think that's a crime, but that might save your soul. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Why? Because God knows what we can handle. Oh, Claiborne, finish reading. What does it say? He says, I announce unto you this day uh -huh. that you shall surely perish. Y'all reading that? And that you shall not prolong your days upon the land. And you're not going to live long. Go ahead. Whether thou passeth over Jordan mm -hmm. to go to possess it. Keep going. I call heaven and earth to record this day against you. What he's saying is, I'm calling heaven and earth as a witness. Mm -hmm. That God said that I'm telling you, if you abandon my word, mm -hmm. and you abandon my truth, and you abandon my teaching, he said, you will be in trouble. Mm. He said, perish. Amen. Keep going. That I have set before you life and death. I set before you a choice. Mm. Uh, listen, hold it right there. Mm. I give you a choice. Church, church. I'm closing out now. We got to get this education fixed. Mm. Amen. We have to. Amen. Because if you don't, you're going to lose your children. Amen. You're going to lose the young adults. And you'll lose your own soul. Amen. Why? Because knowing what to, how to operate in the Bible is important. Yeah. It's important to know. Amen. One example. If somebody walks up and smacks you as a Christian, God said, turn the other cheek. Uh -oh. Uh -oh. But so many of you will, in your mind, know. Know. Nobody is going to smack me and get away with it. No, preacher, no, no. God said, I didn't write that. God said that. God said that. God said they sue you in court for your cloak, give him your cloak, a cloak as well. God said that. But no, we just in a fighting mood. I, I, I don't believe this and I don't believe that. And I don't even know if the Bible right no more. And man wrote the Bible and, and the Bible, uh, they, where's, where's the Hittites and where's the Amazites and where's the Canaan? I ain't never seen these people get all crazy. <laughs> Not knowing you're in a crossroads. Choose life. Choose life that you might live. Did it say that yet? Life and death. Life and death. Life and death. Blessings and curses. Blessings and curses. Therefore, choose life. Choose life. Choose. If you're at the crossroads, choose. Stop right there. You can close your Bible. Choose life Amen. that you might live. Amen. Church, we are great. 
because we are the Lord's church. How many of y'all feel like God's church is great? Amen. Amen. I mean, even with all our stuff, you got to, I don't know, it is a sad duck that won't praise his own pond. You should be saying, God's church is the best church in the world. No matter what's happening in my life, no matter what's going in my life, God is right, the Bible's right, the church is right, heaven is right, God is right. Praise your own part. Stop walking right here defeated and talking about something. I don't know what's wrong with the education department. You won't come. If you come, we be good. We can, we can move on to something else. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm like Brother Fraser. I'm tired. I can't, I, I, I can't say nothing. That's all I got. You're at a crossroad. And remember, you're going to be at crossroad in different phases of your life. Those of you who are 20, you're at the 20-year-old crossroad. That won't be your last crossroad. Those of you who are 35, you're at your 35-year-old crossroad. That won't be your only crossroad. Those of you who are 50, you're at that crossroad. You're talking about retirement. You're looking at numbers. You're trying to pick out what nursing home I want to be at, which one I don't want to be at. I'm going home. I don't want that you're at a crossroad. Those of you 70, 70 years old, you're just holding on. You just, I just hope I, I hope I get to 71. You're at a crossroad. But choose life that you might live. Amen? Amen. Hear God's word, believe God's word, repent of your sin, confess your faith in Christ, and get yourself baptized into Christ. How do you get on the right road? He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. If you're out there, you're subject to the Savior's invitation. Again, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Put you on the right road. Won't you come right now as we sing the song of invitation to give somebody out there the opportunity to obey God. There's a fountain free. Tis for you, you and me, let us. A crossroad. Whatever you choose, you got to live with. Whatever you choose, you got to make that decision. And that will just be part of your experience package. And maybe when you make the next one, you got a little more knowledge. And you make a better decision. And that will be part of your experience package. But what God is saying is, but throughout all of your life, he said, choose me. Don't leave me. Don't abandon me. I got to say that one more time. I don't care what happens in your life. You are better off standing before a merciful God than standing alone. So don't you ever leave God. Don't ever Walk away from God. Don't ever shun God. Because at the end of the day, he is the best friend you will ever have. One more stanza. There's a rock. I had the flu all last week. Please pray for me for my health. Amen? Amen. God bless you.